Hello everybody and welcome back to the Valley Dreams podcast. My name is Faith and I am your host. I am here with my mama or my friend. Anyway, she'll tell us. <laughs> but uh, she's been very instrumental in my life. And one of the things that, that stands out about her is her business acumen. I may use that word uh, how she she manages money but for today we are going to talk about that in the context of family so welcome with me mrs priscilla seruka to the podcast you're welcome thank you thank you so much faith i'm happy to be here finally, finally. <laughs> yes how have you been I've been fine, a bit hectic. I need to to find a way to choose out my rocks <laughs> and concentrate on the rocks instead of running up and down. Hey. But otherwise, I'm okay. Hey. Okay, so tell us about yourself. Uh, you as a person, then the context of family, mm. the business you run as a family. Mm. Yeah. All right, uh, my name is Priscilla. Some call me Mirembe Seruka. I am a married woman, 33 years. I have four adult sons, one daughter in love and one granddaughter. Uh, I got married uh, by, by uh, what I'm saying, soon after university. Work started working, then immediately got married. So I didn't have that time of uh, being around to make all the desperate prayers. I am grateful to, I am grateful to God for that. Um, but um, so I have, by way of trading, I did my first degree in agriculture, majoring in agriculture economics. Yes. I worked in a bank that time, Uganda Commercial Bank. They were looking for people with agriculture for rural farmers project. Yes. But I worked also in their development development finance division where they were funding big agriculture projects and uh, factories. So I started my first nine years of employment in a commercial bank. Nine? Eh? I, yes, I thought it was a dream, ideal place to work. Hey, working in the bank. But oh, after a few years, hmm. I, I found I was bored. And you know, we were permanent and patient for those days. Hmm. I was so bored. Then I thought, eh, then I thought came to you, but who told you you have to be here all your life? So I said, actually, no one. It's me who thought, but now the dream has ended. <laughs> so I looked for something else, and I started working with projects. It was an EDF micro, micro projects. I worked there, and uh, even eventually it was split, and I became um, accounting officer. One project that was split off, that was a suffice project. I was the... Um, deputy to a program manager from uh, European Union countries. I worked there for six years. It was good and challenging. I was able to grow in leadership and in many ways. And then I took on a challenge as a regional director of an international NGO where I was overseeing five countries in Eastern Africa, Uganda, Kenya, Tanzania, Rwanda, Sudan, and uh, Tanzania. It was a very exciting job. I think in my career, that's a job I, I really enjoyed the most because you you make decisions, you try out new things, 
there was a lot of traveling, you learn new things and cultures, I'll travel within Eastern Africa, but also in Europe, in Asia, even South America. So it was a kind of very good place to be, to work, and you are also lifting people out of poverty, just seeing changes you do in people's lives and in poor communities. I found that very, very rewarding. Um, but uh, as all things go, <laughs> it was a very hectic, dynamic job. I found I was tired. So as I was making 55, I decided to resign and retire and start on my retirement plans uh, while I still have the energy. So I did retire in December 2018, gave myself a sabbatical for one year, and then went into consultancy. Yeah, so I don't know if I've told you more. Yeah. Uh, uh, I have a consultancy called Kairos Consult, where we specialize in corporate governance. We do uh, do evaluation of projects, mid-term, end-term, baselines, and also areas of institutional development and leadership training. Yeah, so that's what I do. I sit on a number of boards. Yeah, so that's me. Okay. I read the Seruka family and mm. what are you engaged in vis-a-vis -vis business, how okay. did you start, why? Okay, so the Seruka family, we engage a number of businesses, but for the purposes of our discussion today, I'll highlight one, and that is a business or to do with rentals. Um, we started these rentals way back, I remember when our first son was about to go into secondary, some few years before, they dawned on me that, you know, as children going to secondary, we need more money. More money, actually, I, th I think it was in secondary, but now I think you okay, will soon have more in secondary, then university. And I had seen a few friends how you need to have cash like on a weekly basis for pocket money and all those other things that go with a, a university education. So I, I went into rentals because I used to see my mother also do it. And it helped her a lot. Uh, my, my, my dad died when I was 15. We were all in school, we were seven children. And then my mother had some few rentals. And I found it helped her a lot, looking after seven children, taking them through school. And, uh, and she used to say how rental money is nice. <laughs> so I thought, because we had tried a number of businesses, but because we were busy in our jobs, we were not giving it enough supervision. We would end up, making money for other people and then you you have nothing and then you are paying the licenses the rent for the place you are using so i wanted a business where it comes to me and it's easy to supervise as i do my other work okay so did you did you start from scratch did you go to build did you buy land did you buy the houses okay the first rental we had we bought a house we bought a house and in a very prime area and then we sort of kept touching it up and then we were able to rent it out. Then the next rentals, I was lucky I was given land by my mother where to build. So those were small houses in Chireka. So we were able to put up six houses, one bedroom with a sitting room and those ones always sell like a hot cake whenever somebody goes out. Before you know you can have too many people running after you for the house. 
So those, that was the second step. And eventually now the other rentals, there are some again where we have bought flats. There are some where we have bought land and uh, have built onto them uh, from scratch. So yeah, that is... Um, some there was land, some you bought the houses, mm. and okay, so in your, you, you said you needed the business to support yeah, the extra income, mm. and you had tried others, and they were not, and they were not working, but that was at that time. Mm. Right now, uh, let's see how many years is it, about 20 years from the time you started, would you still say that the other businesses, maybe they may not work? is rentals that you need to figure out because mm. yes we all know that you need to have that extra income you need to have, you can't just depend on salary but mm. now we burn our fingers <laughs> you yes. burn your fingers what, what? Oh, in fact you let make me money for how others. how how do you how can we reduce that finger burning that, um, that, that is the real question i think to a big extent sometimes when you're trying out business you may not be able not to burn your fingers. Why? I have found out when I look back that we all have the knack for something. And at times we don't know that which we could do easily without burning our fingers. Now you get to know as you try out and do things, and you know this one doesn't work for me, let me try another thing, this one doesn't work for me. But also I think we would burn our fingers less if we learn to consult. Sometimes we see people doing things and then we copy. But perhaps if you could uh, ask somebody what it involves and so on, then you can weigh yourself and say, "Mm, perhaps I can. Ah, No, that is no-go area. So we just see and somebody seems to be thriving and we also dive into it. And then before long, the things are not working out well. So, um, but then also sometimes we don't know what we are able to do until we try it out. So that's why I'm saying uh, it's hard not to burn your fingers. But perhaps what you could do when you're just trying out something and seeing whether it is going to work is to avoid capital which is expensive and risky. And by this I'm meaning many times we borrow money to start a business you don't have an inkling about. I find that very risky. Borrow money for a business you know and you have tried out and you know you can do it after you have really gone through all the corners, but not the other way around. And, and that's where the problem is. People begin businesses they've never known about on borrowed money. So I really pity all the lenders <laughs> who have to follow up that money because yeah. it's just a recipe. For, for failure on both sides, the lender is in trouble, but also you who is being pursued to pay, there's trouble yeah. in it. So that is one way in which we could try, do enough research, consult, even those who have been doing it, take some time consulting, don't be in a hurry, 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 hurry. And then otherwise you are in a hurry and be great at leisure. Or, and then don't begin with um, money, on um, with interest uh, borrowed money yes, yeah yes, which you have borrowed from a bank mm. uh, okay so family business in our in the context of our discussion mm. is a business that is run within the confines of the family for the family uh, what are some of the the cons of, of this 
Okay. Some of the challenges of family business is that sometimes there is somebody who is the main eye who is seeing the business and seeing how it <laughs> is going to work and you really see it and you have worked out how things should work. Yes. And, and at times as you're bringing your ideas, they can really be shot down. Now, you need a little stamina to keep at it, even when no one else. And you better be you sure. Yes. <laughs> and, and you know, at times with visionaries, you don't need other facts. <laughs> and you don't and have them. Good enough. You just, yes. And if you wait for other facts, you will never begin. Yeah. So you need a person who will do that even before they know all the facts. Yeah. And then you need the support of the family. Yeah. And without them telling you all the negatives that they are. Yes, you need to know where the pitfalls are. I remember when I st uh, we started the first rentals where we built. Mm. I said the first one, we bought the house. But again, to convince my husband that, you know, this will be able to get the money. And then do, 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 do. it was another story of its own. Mm. <laughs> he first commit to pray and ask God for the right words which will convince him. Because he's a rational being. And I think he's also good for me. Because if we were all visionaries, I tell you the house would get on fire and would just crash. You need somebody to put a few help you put some checks and balances. So, so now um, there's this land my mother has given me and I had just got a gratuity yes. and I'm going to put there these rentals. And then we were building our family home now where we are staying. But we had another house where we had been staying. So she's, he is thinking... We should all put money on this family house where we are going to stay. Yes. And I am saying, this house we are building, we are not going to eat it. It's not going to make money. If anything, it will have to spend, be spending money on it all the time and whatever. We need something that generates money for us. And, and the children are getting older and more money we need for this and the other. And we always had a number of people who were paying fees for. I think we have four children, but at one time we had eight children we are paying for school yes, fees. Yes. So I'm saying now, we need something which makes money. And we are all doing contract jobs. And you know with a contract job, you can't always guarantee that the contract will be renewed. So I'm saying we need to, and, and whether the contracts are renewed or not, the children have to go to school. So then it's, uh, it was a little bit of a... So then I told my husband, yes, I am so much for this family home. I've been waiting for it, this dream home. But we also need to look at the other side. So you work on that family home. Give me one year. All my salary, I'm going to put it into this venture. And, uh, and uh, perhaps I'll chip in a bit with the school fees, but everything else. Fortunately, my husband, we had built trust over years. He allowed me to do it, even though he was not happy that I was not um, putting money in the project he was working on for the family. So I did that. And now, interestingly, when, we fin when I finished those four houses, at least the first three, and they were rented, our eldest son was going into university in UCU to do law, which is also quite costly. And I got money from there and asked him to go and pay and whatever. Early on, before they were going to start, now about two weeks before they were going to begin, my husband finally said, hey, you know, 
you are starting in the fees and then you know the hostel and then and I'm calm. <laughs> then afterwards when I saw he was really now under pressure about this thing, I show him the other receipts. Oh, he was so delighted. Then I told him, after I told you, those rentals are going to help us with those things. I, I think the message was so clear to him. He afterwards had no objections. There were those other three I hadn't completed. He was able to help me get some money to complete them. <laughs> because he realized. He yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so there's that need for negotiation and uh -huh. compromise and building trust. Building trust. Yeah. Yes, I think that was very key. Mm. Because Bobby, let's not ladies, let's not just jump around with ideas. The trust factor, yeah. And Priscilla mm. said they had that relationship where they trust each other. Mm. Because eh, we've also had stories of women who just. Hide their, <laughs> hide their investments because the husbands are not tebachidaba. <laughs> and and um, continuity, continuity. How how can someone build that foundation for continuity? Because now you've said uh, one of your sons was going to study law. What if Kale business things are not his thing? He's not interested in the rentals or whatever. How how can parents? ensure that their businesses actually grow in the family? It's a challenging thing because I've not yet uh, succeeded into it. I mean, past on to know. Yeah, yes. But one of the ways is again making them aware and involving them. There are times uh, when I've had some of them on uh, holiday or vacation, I send them, go to this other, whatever, follow up this for me, go and get brokers for this place in this area, and uh, you know, I'm sure they can help us get a person and you follow through the brokers, just to tell them the way, the dynamics, how this all works out. Um, so that exposure, I think, is very, very important because they need to know how the dynamics of how the businesses um, work out. Mm. And then also when they know that, okay, when I get money from this other rental, then perhaps we might be able to do this. Then they know, okay, there is money that comes out of it. But perhaps they have not so much been involved in that when you are putting the brick and mortar and cement together to know what are the costings that are involved, the dynamics, and um, sometimes you borrow money here to put here to complete this house, but you don't borrow too early before you know you're going to earn money. You know, they may not know that little dynamic. But uh, yes, it's involving them, sharing, but also when our, on our family altar, we have a family altar where we pray together over things, telling them and sharing with them the dynamics so that they are also concerned about the corners and they know the corners of this business. Hopefully, they'll pick up interest in it and know it's a very valuable asset to have such a thing which brings in regular income. We have tried as a family to keep telling our children about and planning together with them, you know, about even telling them about the seven streams of income that somebody needs to have. So I've told you one source of income, the other source of income, and then they are aware about them. Yes. Yeah. Ah, 
okay as we we can talk 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 until forever <laughs> so as we wind up i'll just ask you a fun question or just trivia i don't know which one would work for you yeah um what is the funniest thing you did to get someone's attention in all your life something where you look back and you're like eh, i did it <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a kind of uh, attention, attention seeker. seeker. <laughs> <laughs> By now you may I have know. known. <laughs> I will do my things on independently whether yes. you are seeing me or no, not, not or you care. It's not going to bother me. I will, I will go ahead with it. Hey. But uh, so I really would take a little bit of... I have another option. Yeah. Um, you love to dress well. Mm-hmm. What is one fashion trend you're grateful is no longer there? <laughs> Which is no longer there. Well, first of all, my dressing well perhaps is coincidentally. I would say my mother was is is or was a dresser. And she used to own a, a shop for children and ladies wear and travel business in doing that. I think I naturally picked up from what she had put into me. Yes. Now the trend which I think I think is not there. <laughs> I am trying to wonder what the these there were those funny wigs which used to be there. Okay, there are wigs today. But the kind of wigs are different. There are those roundish wigs that they used to wear, a Mirio Bote style and so on. Perhaps uh, I, I am not one, I was not very fanciful of them. Though I know my mother used to put them on a lot and so on. I don't know if that's a fashion trend, but that one I'm grateful for that it is not there because perhaps I would also be in that kind of a round boxed wig. Yeah. Okay, thank you so much for your time. Um, thank you guys for tuning in today again. Uh, we hope we can have Auntie Priscilla again sometime. She's very busy, but I hope you've learned something from family business in case you're having challenges here and there. You're the visionary or you're the rational one. Uh, just be patient. We negotiate and we shall manage. We'll have another episode soon. Have a good week. All right, thank you. Welcome. Thank <laughs> you.